Let the truth be told. Hi, I am Iria Enachimio. Watching the inauguration of Joe Biden as America's for the sixth president, I was tempted to compare America with the mythological phoenix. In Egyptian and Greco-Roman mythology, the phoenix is a bird that regenerates or is born again. Associated with the sun, it obtains new life by arising from the ashes of its predecessor. Some legends say it dies in a show of flames and combustion. Others say it simply dies and decomposes before being born again. Well, I didn't go that far. America didn't quite die on the 6th of January 2021, even if it did suffer some form of death. The events of that day reduced the almighty United States of America to a low that the world must hope it never reaches again. It had been coming, but not in anyone's wildest dream could we have imagined that a lynch mob could break into the hallowed grounds of the Capitol, set up emergency gallows, break into the holy grail of democracy through windows, rip its way through sacred halls in search of the nation's vice president and the house speaker, whom they had apparently already sentenced to death. Even in countries that the lately departed president dubbed shithole countries, Coups are not executed so rowdily, no. The coup plotters act with stealth, like true soldiers, trained and disciplined warriors. They arrive like thieves in the night to creep in during the early hours of morning when the lights are low and the blood of their prospective victims is not warm enough to energize resistance. They lay ambush or break into the homes of the people selected or their comrades in arms and take captives. They then demobilize the constitution and become their nation's constitution. They do not take selfies to post on social media. They do not pawn stolen laptops. They seize bank vaults. They seize broadcast stations. Their subsequent broadcasts to their nations are not the ramblings of lunatics, no. They need no excuses, no lies to back up their action. They claim no moral high ground, but arrive prepared with long lists of sins purportedly committed by the dethroned, enough to shame Sodom and Gomorrah. What happened on Capitol Hill on January 6th had no class. What a shame. In this age of Google and other search engines, they failed to do their research. Even white supremacists have something they can learn from shithole countries. And now they have to face the law. No chance at getting a pardon even. Kai, wahala. You're right, fella. Double wahala. You know, the whole thing began like normal. People protest in DC often. I saw what happened to the Black Lives Matter protesters. If such peaceful protests could be quelled with the force that it took, I was sure that no one would need to confront any church carrying a Bible and pepper spray before protests by a superior race would behave itself. After all, the contest had been between two white men. But I was wrong. I guess I had been too busy watching the drama that was going on between the politicians inside the capital to pay much attention to the frenzy that was building up outside. You see... Politicians would be such a funny lot if their decisions did not have such life-threatening impact on citizens. I was watching grown men and women wasting each other's time playing pranks. 
Everyone knew that the debates were merely headed for a dead end since their duty on that day was merely ceremonial, merely to ratify the decisions of the Electoral College. But they stuck to legislative protocols and allocated time to each other and made speeches that would have no effect on an already predetermined conclusion. Ah, uh, unless... Is it possible that some members knew that mayhem was about to erupt and were merely setting everyone else up? Oh, no, no, no. I mustn't think so. But all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. The rest is now history. Well, not quite, because law enforcement now has its hands full, arresting criminals whose messiah has distanced himself. And the former brave invaders are orphaned. Two weeks later, how things changed. Like the phoenix, America has regenerated, has been reborn. My faith in the American Union is revived. I wonder whether my fears have been misplaced, whether I had judged the situation wrongly. But I don't think so. Situations can often deteriorate quite fast. Like a tsunami, waters that were calm only a while ago may retract and return with unimaginable and destructive force. Tales of the unexpected. Who would have thought that American citizens could so rapidly qualify to be called domestic terrorists in their own country? But perhaps it hadn't come as quickly as it appeared to. Maybe it's been a long time coming and nobody saw it. Or people saw it and chose to ignore it because it involved the unusual suspect. Or they chose to ignore it anyway because it served a usual purpose. It has taken an army, it has taken the world's most efficient and most lethal forces to contain, to avoid the disaster that threatened so surely. But January 2021 has come and gone. Joe Biden, who seems to be, is adjudged by all right-thinking people to be just the right man for America in these most trying times, has been sworn in as president. For the first time, a woman a woman of African and Asian descent has been sworn in as America's vice president. The knee is now off the world's neck and it can begin to breathe again. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will The new president's inaugural speech was such a soothing balm on strained nerves. It gave so much hope, reopened arteries that only a while ago had almost shut down completely, threatening a massive stroke. The celebrations are somewhat sober. Well, COVID-19 is good excuse for that, but it can be imagined that many people are still all stricken by the thought of the disaster that threatened so vividly, the possibilities that it had unveiled. America is also vulnerable. Every nation has more than its fair share of miscreants. Yet, America has an inner strength derived from rock-solid structures that ensure that everyone may be held accountable, and an unshakable spirit that is confident of its own ability to overcome challenges. President Biden describes it as our uniquely American way, restless, bold, optimistic, sights on the nation we can be, 
and we must be. We have never, ever, ever, ever failed in America when we have acted together. We have learned, he said, that democracy is precious. Democracy is fragile. At this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. Where do other nations get it wrong? Do they have no bindings within their borders? Why are they unable to pay the sacrifice of love that the average American is willing to pay to sustain his country, even with a knee on his neck? Far away in some village in India, distant relatives of America's Vice President Kamala Harris celebrate dividends of democracy that may never come their way. Somewhere in Africa or in Jamaica, some folks are probably celebrating too. The Irish have banners up for a son whose parents migrated years ago. That is the power America holds over the rest of the world. That is the lure that draws immigrants to America. Walls and the inhuman separation of children from their parents cannot change that. If the assault on the Capitol illuminated the similarities between all humans, enough to discourage migration, the inauguration that took place on January 20 has erased all such fears. It was a day, in President Biden's words, that celebrated the triumph not of a candidate but of a cause, the cause of democracy. The people, the will of the people has been heard and the will of the people has been heeded. America would not need to coerce Mexico to pay for a border wall if America will invest in discouraging the injustices that drive migrants across her borders. Look, I'm a storyteller and there are some Bible stories I love to tell. You see, when Abraham found out during a visit from three mysterious visitors that God was about to visit his wrath on Sodom, he pleaded, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked? That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Abraham continued to negotiate clemency with the Lord. Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And Abraham said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Did Abraham find even the ten? I don't think so. Thanks for listening, and please make sure to subscribe, follow, and share the podcast, Let the Truth Be Told, and join me every two weeks for a brand new episode. Take care and stay safe.